Our scripture for the day that calls us to be challenged to remember on the special days we celebrate Lord's Supper is found in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 29. It's where the Apostle Paul is writing these words and giving us uh, instructions about how we should be prepared to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And he quotes by saying, for, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, at, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. Well, we're challenged to remember. We're challenged to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ today. And we gather to celebrate that with this Lord's Supper. Paul calls our attention to these elements by saying that Jesus said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. One of the dangers and one of the threats to our Christian faith is that we forget so easily. But God knew how he had created us and he knew that we would be forgetful. And at the same time, our faith is built upon the works and the activity of God's actions in the past. But yet we still have a tendency to forget. That's why the Bible calls us over and over and over again to remember God's actions, God's attributes, and God's activities. Throughout the Bible we find such admonitions as this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth. We're even told to remember Lot's wife. And then Paul writes to Timothy and says, Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. We've had that reminder in the choir special just a moment ago. So God has given to us out of his concern for us, reminders throughout his word for us to be challenged to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we do that is through this meal that he gave to us. And in the wisdom of God, he gave us a meal in which we could celebrate together because eating a meal and drinking is something that we do every day. It sustains our body physically, and what we do today sustains our body spiritually as we come together to be challenged and remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross as he paid the price for our sins, doing something for us that we were totally incapable of doing. I just want to have, challenge you with, with four thoughts today about remembering Jesus and where we can remember him in, in this crucifixion story and in our celebration of the Lord's Supper. First of all, remember Jesus on the cross. In verse 26 we read, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. We come today to remember the death of Jesus Christ. And we remember that the bread represents the body of Jesus that he sacrificed. And that cup of juice represents the blood that was shed as he was nailed to the cross. All for the forgiveness of our sins. He gave his life on the cross. His body sacrificed, his blood shed for us. And so we come today to remember what Jesus did for us. Jesus went to the cross, not mournfully and not morbidly, but he went obediently, sacrificially, and redemptively. 
He didn't die on the cross to make us feel sorry for our sins, but he did something for us that we could not do for ourselves, and that is he died for our sins so that we could be forgiven. He doesn't want us to look at the bread and the juices like maybe we're putting flowers on the cemetery of a loved one. But instead he wants us to come with these being emblems of remembrance as we celebrate what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And so that we would remember the lavishness of God's love poured out for us on the cross as Jesus died in our place. And this meal should always serve as a reminder to us of the price that Jesus did pay for our sins and the depth of God's love for us. Jesus died for our sins, but he also rose from the dead, and he ever lives to make intercession for us. So we remember Jesus on the cross because that represents for us the grace of God. Secondly, I would challenge you to remember Jesus in your life. Remember Jesus in your life. This time of celebrating communion reminds us that we are together as one in the family of Christ. It also should serve as a reminder to us That Christ is with us. We have a living Savior who lives with us. He came from the glory of heaven to to save us. But he has promised always to be with us. Never to leave us and never to forsake us. In our faith both the tomb and the cross are empty. Because Jesus is not dead. He is alive. And he dwells in us through the very presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And he's there to coach us, to help us, to heal us, to lead us, to guide us, and to teach us. He's always actively alive and work in our life if we allow him to be. And because he is alive, he intercedes for us on our behalf to God the Father. In 1 John 4, 4, we're reminded of this. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. His power is in our life. We are not forsaken. God is with us through Jesus Christ, through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So remember Jesus in your life. Then thirdly, remember Jesus in the clouds. When we talk about that, we're talking about his coming again because Paul reminds us in these words, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The great significant event that we still anticipate is the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus has promised to do that, that he would return and gather his people, his church. And that's a wonderful, happy promise, a joyous promise. And we look forward to that event with great anticipation because one day he will part the sky and he will call to those who were his and we will ascend to join him in the clouds. The Apostle Paul writes that to us as he wrote to the church in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 15 through 18 by saying, For this we... We say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. When Jesus comes and he calls for his church, we will be gathered up if we're still alive at that time, and we will be with Jesus in the clouds. It's that great day of resurrection. We celebrate that. We anticipate that. The coming of our great soon saving Jesus Christ. And then fourthly, we remember Jesus Christ on the judgment seat. 
Paul gives us these wonderful words to remember this meal as Jesus sacrificed his life for us. But then he gives some stern words of challenge about looking at your life and examining your life and how you are living in relationship to Jesus Christ and the commandments of God. And he tells, to us, tells us that if we do not examine our lives very carefully and live our lives the way that God challenges us to live our life, then we will bring judgment upon ourselves because we're taking very lightly the death and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ if we celebrate this meal and take the bread and the cup in that way. This is a time to examine our spiritual life. It's a sobering time. We're charged by grace and we're warned by judgment that we are not to desecrate the Lord's Supper in that way. It's in the observance of the Lord's Supper that's supposed to be observed by those who are endeavoring to do the will of God and to live in His way. The warning in this passage is very strong and very clear. If we do not live the way God wants us to live and we partake of this meal, then God will judge us. He will punish us because of insincerity and hypocrisy. It's also a reminder to us that even as believers there will be a time in the future even in the very presence of Jesus Christ, when He will judge us. It's when we go before Him and He sits on the beamer, which is the judgment seat. In 2 Corinthians 5.10 we find these words of remembrance. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for the deeds in the body, according to what He has done, whether good or bad. And that's not the time of judgment that decides our eternal fate that's either in heaven or in hell. That's already decided because we have accepted Christ and we've embraced Him. But this is the time that believers in Jesus Christ stand before Jesus Christ as He sits on that judgment seat. And we are judged based upon what we did with the gospel, what we did with the spiritual gifts God had given to us, how we lived the Christian life, whether we lived it in holy righteousness and accord with the teachings of God or not. What we did was sharing the gospel in our faith. How we lived our life. Whether we were obedient to what God had taught us and how we're supposed to live. And we're judged for the rewards that will come our way. And so we want to be careful how we live our life. We shouldn't live to get rewards, but we should live to be obedient to God. And in that process, then we are rewarded. There was a time to remember that we will stand before Jesus Christ on the judgment seat. That he sits there to judge us. I don't know whether these, that's, this shop still exists or not, but there used to be a, a neat little shop that was at practically every mall in America that you could go through called Things Remembered. Do you remember that store? You could go in there, you get all kinds of things uh, 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 engraved to commemorate special occasions. I mean, anything from fountain pens to lamps and to clocks and to mirrors and anything you wanted. Picture frames, because we like to remember special occasions, especially happy th- events. And significant times. Memories are precious. Today we come and remember certain things. We remember God's love for us. We remember the sacrifice that God made for us through Jesus Christ. We come to once again partake of the bread and the cup that remind us of the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. We remember the price He paid. We remember that we are to be holy and live as God tells us to live. We should remember that Jesus is coming back and we will see Him in the clouds and we should remember that we will face Him as He sits on the judgment seat. Today if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're in right relationship with Him and your fellow man, then God wants you to celebrate in this meal of memories as you partake of the bread and the cup and worship Him and remember His great love and grace for you.